Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So let's open up our Bibles, if you haven't already, to Proverbs chapter 3. You know, Pastor has been telling us that he's been going back to the basics. You know, just going back over things that we know. But to know something and put it into action are two different things. And so we have to do more than just know. We have to be able to apply the word and put pressure on the enemy until we see it come to pass. Just like Brother Jerry just said. So... I just want you all to know he was right on with what I'm preaching. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So it says, verse 1, My son, forget not my law or forget not my word, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days, long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. That's where we have to apply the word. <laughs> in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So here in verse 5, it's a very critical thing, and, and we can acknowledge it with our head. Trust in the Lord. Have confidence. Be secure. Feel safe. Trust him. Trust who the Lord. And what do we need to do? Trust in the Lord. We need to look at what does it mean to trust in the Lord. We've got to be more than just trust God. Well, I trust God. But what are you trusting in? What are you putting your faith in? And we can say we're putting our faith in the word. Sometimes I ask people, you know, what scriptures are you standing on? What, what is bringing life to you? What is bringing understanding to you? Because if you're not putting the word in your heart, then you're not putting your faith in God. You have to put your faith in what God says. You have to put your faith in the ability that God has. Putting your faith in God means you are putting your trust in the ability that God can bring it to pass. And when we meditate on the words and think about the word of God, then that builds our trust up that we're trusting in the Lord. And that trust is trusting in his ability. And so we have to have that confidence that God ability will bring forth what you're believing for. Amen? And if you don't have word to back it up, you need to open up your Bibles. Now, I know this is the Thursday night crowd, and I know this is simple. But without the word... Without the backing of the word, you're really not trusting in God. If this word, if you're not meditating and looking into the word of God and hearing what God has to say, then you need to change your ways. Because when life happens, 
we have to know how to stand. Yes. Life happens. Things happen. Things come, you know, totally out of, out of the blue, out of the blue. Just they just come. And what we do in that time makes all the difference in the world. And so the scripture Solomon is saying here that our total trust and confidence and an ability is in the power and the capacity of what God can do. And so many times we can say that, but then we have to put our faith in that, especially when things are not working out. So I ask you tonight, what are you trusting in? It's either in God's ability or our own ability. And if we're putting our attention on something other than God's ability, God's way of doing it, then we are not putting our trust in the Lord. And this is basic. This is really our foundation of our walk with God. Is how do we trust God in the hard places? How do we trust God when nothing's changing? How do, how do we do that? And it, it all goes, and we're going to look at it, what's in your heart. Because he says, trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Oh, did I misread that? He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, and all means all. No matter how, what, how you look it up and what dictionary you look it in, all means all your heart. That means that the thoughts that are not in line with trusting in the Lord needs to be removed. They need to be dissolved out of your own heart so that your faith is what God has put in your heart. How do you do that? How do you, how do, you do that with all your soul, comprehend with all your soul, your heart, your mind, and your will. How do you do that? How do you get yourself in that place that you will not, as Proverbs 5 says, lean not unto thy own understanding, that you're not leaning. You're not in that place that you're leaning to your own understanding. And I know all of you have your halos on tonight. I see them. And you're nobody, everybody's sitting up straight, nobody's leaning. But you lean in your mind. You lean, you lean in your thought life. What is going on in your thoughts? What is, what is working in your thoughts to cause you to lean? Or really what it means, to your facility, uh, how, you, how you think about things. How, what is going through your mind? And if your mind is wandering off of what God says, what are you going to do about it? So we're going to come back to Proverbs, and let's just flip over to Philippians, and let's see what Paul says about it. Let's, let's just go to see how he did it. I mean, Paul had to, I mean, Paul walked through stuff. We all know that. Paul walked through some of the hardest things. And so here he is in jail. And he's writing to the Philippians. And he says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, how do you do that when you're in a hard situation? How do you rejoice in the Lord? How do you celebrate where you are? Well, Paul is writing out of what he's experienced and how he's gotten a victory. 
how he's won every time, how he's gone through the storms of life, how he's gone through everything that's hard and pressure when it was on him. How did he, how did he stay joyful? How did he, how did he win? And he said in verse 5, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. <laughs> we need to know the, Lord, the Lord's hand is not too slack. It's not too short to bring you out. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's a way to keep peace in our hearts. There's a way that we can lean not to our own understandings. There's a way that we can trust the Lord. And he said, verse 8 is a key. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So he's giving you a vast idea here of what to think upon. What will bring the peace in your mind? What will start settling? You know, and sometimes when you're under pressure, it's hard to meditate on the Word. Let's just be real. Sometimes it's just hard to meditate. Go to the Scripture, and your mind is going crazy, and you're trying to read the Scriptures, and it's not giving you that breakthrough. Well, Paul says, finally, my brethren... Think on these kind of things, things that are true and honest, a good report. Think on those things. Start, start putting that in your mind. Start, start thinking about good things. You know, if you go through, you're going through something, and you feel like, man, those thoughts have just got you captive, and they've got you in pressure, think about something good. I mean, some of you might think, sometimes I think about, I am so blessed to have my husband. I'm so blessed that he loves me. That's a good report. I can think on a good report. What am I doing? I'm replacing the thoughts. I'm replacing that pressure. You, you start thinking about, oh, these things are good. How I got great grandchildren. They're wonderful. I'm thinking about something. What am I doing? I'm relieving the pressure. I'm causing the pressure to come off of me so that I'm not allowing those negative thoughts to take over my mind. And we can do that. Sometimes then you can go to the Word and you get the pressure off of you of the circumstances on things that are going on. He's telling you these are things that you can think on. What did Paul think on? When he was in jail, he's reporting to the Philippian church, and he's saying to them, look, rejoice. This is how you do it. You think on those things that are of a good report. You know, maybe he thought about the Philippian church, and he thought about when he was in jail and how he sang praises unto God, and the jails opened up. You know, I don't know what Paul was thinking on, but he was thinking on things that were good pure and lovely. He was thinking on those things. He, he may not have had a Bible. 
You know, the Bible wasn't written. He could have had the Torah. I don't know if he had it in jail, but he's telling us how to get the victory when the pressure's on. Go back and think about those things that are pure. They're, they're clean. They're good thoughts. They're thoughts that you can see victory in. There's thoughts that you can look at. You can look around your house and say, oh, I enjoy this. The Lord is so good to me. You know, look at those things. Think about those things. Think about what the Lord has done. These are things of good report. And then your mind starts calming down. Then you can get yourself in that place where you can begin to go back and, and look at the word and meditate again on the word of what God has said. Because that's what he's saying here. This is what, and we have a choice whether we do that or not. We have a choice whether we let the, our minds defeat us because we are either putting death or life in our souls. One or the other. And when we get attacked by the enemy, then we're breathing death. We're causing infection into our soul. We're causing those things into our soul to eat at us, and it's bringing death to us. It's not bringing life to us. And we want to bring life because if we bring life to us, then we get into that place that we start choosing and changing the way we're thinking. Now, I know this is just elementary, but Christians, too many of us are living in the wrong thought pattern. We're living in a place that our minds are consumed with the wrong things instead of the, the, the victory report that God has given to us, instead of the truth of the word of what God has said. You know, as, as Jerry just brought out, when you've done all to stand, what do you do? You stand. Well, you know, he didn't say, well, that's just a piece of cake. That takes effort on our part. It takes energy on our part. It takes trusting in what God's word has promised and what he has said. It, it keeps us in that place that we are living in a place of victory, even though it may look like defeat. Amen? Amen. So go back to Proverbs 3. I just felt like in my heart, today and all week I've been thinking about this that we got to change our thinking as a man thinketh in his heart so is he so what are you thinking in your heart are you thinking victory or are you thinking defeat when the when the defeat comes in you have a choice what you do with it nobody knows what you're thinking all of you sitting out there, I have no, there's many thoughts out here. Many different kinds of things going on in people's minds. But it's what you yourself do with your own thought life. Because you either win it in your thought life or you lose it in your thought life. Amen? We know this. We know it, but it's the, it's the truth. So he's... Paul is saying, I mean, not Paul, Solomon is saying in chapter 3 of Proverbs, lean not unto thy own understanding. He's telling us, don't rely on self. Don't rely on your reasoning. 
Don't rely on your own discernment. Don't, allow, don't rely on that. And that. Because when we don't have an answer and we know God wants, we've got a word from God and we're standing on it. Anybody ever had a word from God that <laughs> you've had to stand on? Fight the good fight of faith? Believe God for? Where is your fight of faith? In your mind, in your soul. And he wants us, God wants us to win that victory. He wants us to be able to take hold of it and, and accomplish what he has. But our faith has to be, or our trust has to be, in God's ability and not our ability. You know, sometimes we think we have to be doing something. I'm sure none of y'all do that. But sometimes I think I need to be doing something. And I've learned through the years, if I don't have a word from God, hold steady. And for people that are real doers and workers and get in there, that's a, that's a tough word. Hold steady. What's, what's he saying? Hold steady in your heart. And don't do anything. You don't have to do anything unless God tells you to do something. Because that, that tells you God's at work. And when we do that, then we're saying, I am not leaning to my own understanding. I refuse to do that. I choose to stay with God on what he said. I choose to stay with the word of life. I am not going to take the word of death, right? Because death, it, it, it doesn't bring victory. It only brings defeat. And so he said we are not to lean unto our own or rely on our own selves. So just erase that out of your mind right now. <laughs> it's not in your doing. It's in God's ability. And if he says it, and if he tells you to do it, just do what he tells you. And then don't try to figure it out. I know none of you would ever do that. Hallelujah. So then he says, in all, wait, he says, and lean not unto thy own understanding. So that, that understanding is an action or a direction. And that's saying, don't get in the place that you just decide to do your own thing. That's really what that means. But he says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So he's telling us something here. He's saying, in all, all our ways, thy ways, acknowledge him. In all thy ways. In everything that we do, we are to acknowledge or know what God wants in that situation. Know to know, to have a knowledge of what he's doing. And we can look at numbers and we can see that the children of Israel, they had a word from God, did they not? Well, let's just look at, let's just turn over to Numbers 11. I think we'll get back to Proverbs. We all are so familiar with this. No, Numbers 13. I thought I can't find it. And we know this is when the children of Israel come out of Egypt. 
God is telling them they're going to go into the promised land. God's given them a word, right? God's given them. He's spoken to them. He's telling them that they are going into the promised land. He tells them it's a great land, and he says, go check it out. And so they go in, and they spend, we all know, 40 days and 40 nights in the land, spying out the land, looking at it, and finding out God knew what he was talking about. In verse 27, and they come back, and they told him and said, We came unto the land whether thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people are strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Achan there. So what are they doing? God said there was a good land. God told them the ites were in the land, but he said, I'm giving them the land. What are they doing? They're reasoning in their own mind. They are leaning to their own understanding. They are not acknowledging him in all all the ways. They are acknowledging what they see. They are acknowledging what they fear. Their fear is taking over, and that's what happens when death comes in. Fear of what am I going to do? Fear is what is the outcome? Fear is how is God going to do this? Fear. And it comes in, and it begins, it overtakes the whole camp, except as we know, Joshua and Caleb. They had a different mindset and we as believers have got to have a a different mindset a different mindset than what they had we cannot lean to our own understanding our own reasoning our own faculty we've got to trust in simply what God says That's, that's all we have to do we're not required of anything else unless he tells us to do something so They're standing there, and all the people are hearing it, and fear spreads. Fear goes throughout the camp. And verse 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. That's our attitude. That's what we have to have in this hour. We cannot let fear overtake our hearts, our minds, our will. We cannot succumb to that. We're going to have to drive it out with the word of God. We're going to have to get on top of our minds like never before. No matter what is going on, no matter what the world is saying, we're going to have to stand in that place and we're going to have to believe what God says. I mean, our confession, after pastor says all of that confession, we say we believe, right? But what do we believe? What do we believe in? Do we, they are not believing in God's ability to bring them out. They are not putting their faith at all in God's ability that he can do it, even though they saw the signs and wonders. And I'm telling you, all of us have seen God do. He's healed our bodies. All of us. I'm sure there's not anybody that God hadn't touched them in some form or fashion, hadn't touched their finances, haven't touched their family, hadn't done something supernaturally for them. But then when we get up against that wall, when the pressure is on, what is coming out of our mouth? What is going through our mind? What are we thinking? Are we thinking, you know, God is well able. I'm not going to lean 
You have to refuse not to lean to your own understanding. You have to refuse to allow death into your thought life. And you've got to clean up your mind into the place that you're going to say, we are well able. We are well able. We are well able to overcome whatever obstacle comes our way. It doesn't matter what it it is. It doesn't matter what form or fashion it comes in. It doesn't matter what's going on. We are well able to overtake. Because the word says, victory, our faith, this is our victory, that our faith overcomes the world, right? When, they, when Caleb and Joshua, they used their faith, they got a different mindset. And we just think, these are basic things that we've got to be stronger and know how to live by in these days. We've got to be in that place that no matter what comes our way, we are going to stand till we see the salvation of the Lord. Amen? That we are battle ready and into that place that we will not, we refuse to lean to our own understanding. But we, in all our ways, we will acknowledge him. In our journey in life, in everything that we do, we will acknowledge him. The scripture says in Psalms 103 that, you know, Moses knew the ways of the Lord, but the children of Israel, they didn't care. They knew the acts. They saw God do great things, but Moses knew the ways. He knew how to walk that journey because he waited to hear what God had to say. And even when he stood before the Red Sea and he stood in that place, he turned his face towards God to know what God said. And you know, it didn't make any sense when God just said, take that stick, hold it up. What, what, what sense does that make when you're standing before a Red Sea? Zilch, except out of the obedience of what God said, out of the obedience of lifting up that staff, out of the obedience of doing that, things started happening. Things started moving because of the act of obedience. That had to just, you know, even Moses that had seen the signs and the wonders, he was, a, he was part of what God was doing but yet it had to still amaze him when that sea started rolling back, when the water started gelling up, when they started going and fish were in the water and they were looking at them. I'm telling you, that had to do something. It added the faith of the children of Israel. But when they came against going into the promised land, they forgot because all they knew about was his acts. They didn't know his ways. And we have to know his ways. We have to know his ways. We have to know that if he says, stand there and hold a staff up, then bless the Lord, that's what you do, whether it makes sense or not. Amen? Amen. That, that was the importance of Mo, uh, Joshua learning this lesson here, you know, watching Moses observing, and he noticed Moses knew his ways. There's something that Moses is getting that I need to get. So that when he went into the promised land and God told the children of Israel, 
All you're going to do is walk around the walls. He learned the ways of God. He learned how God moved. He learned what God wanted to do so he knew how to take and possess the land. See, that's what God's trying to teach us when we are, when our mind is overcrowded to rest it and then get the mind of God on what you need to do. And when you begin to really learn the ways of God, and that is the whole thing that God is trying to teach his people is his ways, that we know his ways when it doesn't make sense. When we know what God is saying and we act on it. Because we've heard from heaven and it doesn't have to make sense. Like when we came up here to start this church, it didn't make any sense. Not to my natural head. I can tell you to my natural head. It made no sense. Because everybody was in Texas. Why would God call us here? To this forsaken land. <laughs> Seemed like it to me anyway. I didn't have a decent shopping mall and they still don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, but we had a word from God. And God said, Go. And it didn't make sense. But God made a way because we learned the ways of God. We learned that God was so for us that we weren't going to fail, no matter what it looked like. Learn the ways. It's very important for us to know the ways of God. Most people don't want to take the time to learn the ways of God. But that's not this church. We are going to learn the ways of God. We're going to learn to hold steady. We're going to learn to stay in that place until God himself comes through and does what he says. Amen. 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 And that's exactly what Caleb and Joshua did. It changed their thinking. Do you know, it could, it, to me, if they're listening to 10 spies, they had a decision to make. Because they could either join the group, gone that way, but they didn't care about self. They didn't care what anybody else thought. All they cared about is what God thought. And they believed God. And they won. They won big time. They won. They won their positions. They won the promises of God because they learned the ways of God. Amen? If that's exactly what Proverbs means when he says, trust in God's ability. Let's trust in that. Let's trust in God's ability. Let's trust in that. Not in what you see and think. We're a faith people. And we have to make that decision up in our minds. Clean up our act. 
clean up our mind. And I'm not saying you're talking, thinking dirty. I'm saying you need to clean up your mind that it agrees with the word of God and what he said. And erase that doubt. And let faith rise up in your heart. And he said, in that, then he's going to direct. That's a promise. Go back to Proverbs real quick. We'll finish up here. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. When he directs your path, he's going to get you into the victory. He's going to get you into the promised land. That's what he's trying to do. That's why he said, in everything, you're not going to lean to your reasoning and your thinking. You're going to hear God, and he's going to direct. That's a promise to you. He will direct your path. He will direct your journey in life. He will direct your walk with God. And if God's directing it, he's going to take you right into victory. Amen? Amen? Because that's God's ways. And when we know that and understand that's the way of God, no matter what the obstacle, God is never moved by obstacles. He's never moved by time. You just look at all the, all the ways of God in the Old Testament, and you'll know he's never moved by an obstacle. I mean, if he has to get somebody to beat a pitcher, blow a trumpet to defeat an army, which makes, again, no sense, but it works. So whatever, I'm just telling you, tonight I'm encouraging you, Trust in God's ability to bring it to pass. Don't quit. Don't give up. Encourage yourself. Look at what the Word says. And He's going to direct you. And if you quit, you don't know how close you would have been to victory. If you give up, victory could be right around the corner. That's what happened to the children of Israel. They were on the land of promise. They could have had everything that they dreamed of and what God had promised. They stood on that land and rejected it. They had, they were right there where victory was attainable and they got into reason. Like that, they lost all of that, and they lost. We have such promises, such promises of victory. And we just have to simply believe God. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org, or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.